Shane, uh, as you know, you listen to this show, so we we start off every episode with uh, a start the party, Dan, and you get to tell me how to say it. So uh, how how would you like me to say it? Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one, and I had a couple angles of approach, but I figured, you know, let's go bleak. So um, <laughs> okay. I, I I know that you're I know that you're engaged, John. But, I am. Uh, yep. Uh, in this circumstance, you've met someone new, and. Uh, your fiance is in the rear view, still tumbling in the dust of how quickly you've moved on, you know, and uh, you're convinced that this new person is the one within two weeks of knowing them. You've, you've already moved in together. They're gorgeous. They're brilliant. They're oh. hilarious. They're everything you want. You're so sure that they're the one that you get more cats than you're comfortable with wow. solely because you want to make that person happy. Beautiful. And after two months of living together, you realized Oh God damn, you were so wrong. Oh no. This oh, person no. might actually be out of their minds. Love slowly turns to terror. Oh. You're convinced that the only way to escape safely is to fake your own death. So you tell them oh. you've been diagnosed with a terminal illness. You're going to Switzerland to end it in a suicide pod. Uh, and you're leaving in one week and you're going to spend that time hanging out with friends to say goodbye. The night before you fly to Switzerland, <laughs> Uh, you have start thought your new about life. this. This is unbelievable. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The night before you fly to Switzerland to start your new life, this person that you've been with, they drug you during dinner and you wake up inside of a homemade suicide pod oh, that they spent the week yeah. putting together. And it does not look painless at all. It's mostly like jerry-rigged chainsaws, drills, hammers, knives, things like that. There's lots of duct tape holding shit together, but you're locked into this thing. And you're also surrounded by friends and loved ones, all holding signs saying how much they love you and that it's going to be all right. They'll manage without you. Um, Dan and Stefan and Chris are there. They point to the button on the side of the pod enthusiastically, giving you the thumbs up. Um, you've told everyone that this is what you're going to do because you, you don't want to see any sad faces as you suffer through a long illness. So everyone's smiling. They're all really happy that you're doing this, um, that this person made it possible for you to do it at home rather than having to leave the country to go do it. Um, the last thing you want to do is let anyone down. <laughs> so your hand slowly takes its place on the button. Go. Wow. I mean, that is, I don't know how good of an actor you think I am, but I feel like I'm going to fuck this one up. Okay, here we go. So I'm trying to, okay. So I want Chris to feel really good. Is that on the pod? Yeah, that whole thing's on the pod. We're on the pod right now. Are you kidding me? You got to tell me when you start the pod. <laughs> we started the pod. Okay, here we go. What the fuck? Well, in a second. You you didn't have to talk. I until- was saying all kinds of... I was just talking to myself <laughs> and shit while he was saying his thing. I was just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> stuff like that. You're good. You're fine. All right, here we go. <clears throat> so I'm on the pod? <sighs> start the party, Dan. Oh, no, you got upset. Like you're having a real bad time Should've just ignored what I said But now I've got proof that you read it And for me, that's all I need What I live for is the air that I breathe Cause I'm rude, I'm mean, and I'm not sorry Welcome everybody to the block party
I tried to really steal myself. Like I was, it wasn't bothering me, but it was, I hope that worked. Yeah. Well, it kind of, I'll be honest with you with like all the crazy cool stuff he said. Yeah. It didn't really live up to it. Well, I only have four words. What am I supposed to do? You know, it's tough. Yeah. I was expecting, I guess, more of like a, a sigh, like a sort of, you know, that, that sort of embrace of oh, like oh yeah he did a bad job <laughs> he did a bad you know? job Shane I agree he didn't do it the I'm way not, okay okay all right yeah. so you want me to do a retake on this I one want you to do a retake and I want <laughs> okay. you to go for it so hard that it's like if you don't nail it it's gonna be really awkward <laughs> okay. okay here we go all right here we go <sighs> start the party Dan oh. Was that good? Yeah, that was I good. I could feel that one. Okay, that was you. good. It was Thank so, you. it was yeah. really, All right. not, I'm not glad quite I got goosebumps, it. but you know, like, oh, I mean, okay. I'm never going to get there. You yeah. know, yeah. I know, I know, well, like, especially Chris is such a movie aficionado. Like, I was never going to be able to live and up obvious, to the and, and also, R.L. Stein's one of the great writers of all time. You're not going to get to goosebumps <laughs> level. True. Right. Great course. point. Great point. Well, hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Block Party. This is episode number 177. I'm John. What do I say it? You say I'm. Oh, I'm Chris. Well, I'm well, Stefan. But, but you are Stefan. For today. all intents and purposes, I'm Stefan, but I'm Chris. Um, I've been on as a guest before, but now I'm the co-host. And I studied Stefan. I, I followed him around like uh, actors often do. And I followed him around for a week. And it was not good. <laughs> I'll tell you. Can I? And I apologize, Shane, because I respect you a lot. But... This so he spent a lot. He spends a lot of time jacking his little his little <laughs> calamari dick. He's got a tiny little red little calamari dick, and he spends just when you think it's done, it's like it's ble- it, the thing's bleeding. You can't you can't be going for another wank, and then he has another one, and also he shits into like a bucket thing, and Irene has to throw it in the toilet, which I didn't realize. But I didn't really get too much information about what kind of guy he is. I'm just going to try to keep it professional. Yeah, that's fair. And I respect that. So, yeah, Stefan uh, had a family situation. So Chris is filling in his co-host. Of course, you know Chris as the host of Not Even a Show and No Prank Radio. And uh, you've already gotten a great chance to meet our guest. Uh, he is a, a world-renowned poet, and he's here with us today. Shane Koizan is here. Hi, Shane. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Uh, the enjoyed listening over the last uh, few years. So. Thank you. Yeah, well, I was saying to Dan before we started recording, you and I met at the debaters. You, we were doing a debaters right. taping together and you had sort of been talking about how you, you know, you maybe wanted to get into listening to some podcasts and I sort of threw mine out there figuring like there's oh, no way Shane geez. would like Blocked Party. Oh, that's really important. No, and he, you know, it's funny <laughs> because it's like I remember I remember typing it in my phone right after that. And it's like, oh, I'm going to check this out. And then, of course, like, I mean, I drive a lot, you know, for, you know, going to gigs and things like that. Of course, after we met, you know, the pandemic set in. So I was I was reduced to walking, you know, in, in a circle around the small town in which I live. But, you know, I put the headphones on, started listening to episodes of Blocked Party and just, you know, like, I mean, week after week, it was so fun to sort of tune in and just find out about the next thing that John hates so much. There's, every episode, there yeah. seems to be something that's like, you know, I remember tuning into one and I was just shocked when I heard, I hate soup. And yeah. people, people who 
eat soup should be shot. I don't know know if I said that. It wasn't quite that, you know, sort of violent. But I was just like, how do you hate soup? What did soup ever do to you? So I I find it quite entertaining to just sort of tune in and and hear about what other things that are going on in the world. So I really love the show. Oh, thank you. I have a question, though, about that situation where John said, hey, listen, uh, if you want a podcast, listen to mine. Did he suggest any other ones? Um, I don't think so. Well, okay. 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 You know what though? I respect the game. I respect that <laughs> it's like it. you're out there, you're promoting yeah. yourself. And it's like one of my yeah. favorite things to do is just search podcast on Facebook. And then if people are writing statuses about <laughs> what podcasts they want to listen to, I just put right. a block party in there, you know. Yeah. No, I, I honestly think it was I can't remember the exact conversation, but I think it was in the context of that you were actually looking for podcasts to maybe guest on. I think, I, I feel like it wasn't just, you were like, Hey, what podcasts are you listening to? And I was like, ah, my own block. I mean, that's party. A, like, yeah, I don't think that's, I think probably what it was like, but I understand that, <laughs> that looking back on it now and like dealing with it, it's like, it's hard to come to terms with the fact that you acted that way. I understand. Right. But no, I, I mean, I was just going to say too, it's, it's a little bit different because your podcast is actually like a real podcast. Sure. So it's different than just as someone being like, oh, hey, like, you want to listen? Oh, listen to my, you know, and it's just their podcast that they do. That know? like 20 people listen to. Or yeah, whatever, exactly. Yeah. You guys have hundreds. Right. How many? I don't, I have no idea. A lot. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, part of it really came down to, I was more in the zone of doing research as you know, my manager was sort of pressuring me to like, you know, you should do a podcast, you know, you got followers and they can check in and you can make a little bit of money when you're not on the road and things like that. And, you know, of course the pandemic set in and that became all the more prevalent. So I started doing. And I was just like, Hey, you want to do, you want to do some research about podcasting (laughs) beloved poet, Shane Coisan? Why Why don't you listen to this jack off show I host every week? Yeah. With my friend who's got a little calamari dick. (laughs) My friend who's got a tiny squid penis. Yeah. 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 You know what though? You need to laugh. You can't just subject yourself to all the sort of horror and drama that's out there in the world. It's time, you know, it's, it's good to have, you know, a little bit of reprieve from that, you know, a, a balm for your mental health. And so I enjoy tuning in to get a laugh. Well, thank you. I, I, I like what I, I do actually remember the conversation genuinely. And I'm not just saying this like, cause I, I am, I am a fan of yours, Shane. Like I'm an English teacher. I've shown your, I've shown your work to my students. I, you know, I've been a longtime fan of your work. So I remember telling you about block party and be, and I think I might've even come home and said to Becca, like, I told Shane Coisan about block party. I've made like a huge, like it was like, I was, it wasn't even that I was embarrassed that I shilled my own podcast. I was like, he is going to listen to this one time and be Mm -hmm. like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I do understand that idea. Cause I know like the stuff I do is really nasty. I do like pranks and they're really nasty sometimes. And then somebody will be like, Hey, I, you know, and it's someone I really respect. And they're like, hey, I checked out your stuff. It's really interesting <laughs> stuff, you know? And I'm like, oh, no. That's humiliating, right. yeah. I think I, st- like, I mean, I think I came on yours or, like, I mean, stumbled upon yours or, you know, you you obviously gave me the, you know, the impetus to check it out. But I remember rolling up on it right after I'd listened to a really heavy podcast about that sex cult in vancouver oh um, yeah next yeah oh my friend was in it 
Are you serious? Was in the sex cult. My family friend growing up, she's like one of the main ones. Um, she's like, yeah, still involved in it and everything like that. So I'm not going to say her name now because that just <laughs> dawned on me how you guys are kind of pretty, you you have you a pretty like big, literally just talking you about You have a pretty big podcast and I yeah. probably shouldn't just be talking about it openly. I'm not friends with her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have like, yeah, yeah, she was like very close to my family. You only made um, it up to like the third scarf before you quit? Is that how I didn't? They, I've yeah, never they, watched they give it. scarves or whatever because for it's you. too close to home. I don't even want to watch it. Yeah, she that's like, fair. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, yeah I no, can, so I, I can understand how that <laughs> would be a nice little change of pace from that. <laughs> it, it certainly was. It was exactly what I needed after the horror story I'd just sort of gone through. And I thought you said scars, but you know, scarves. I guess scarves. Yeah, that was like their whole. Uh, that's like their whole thing. Like, uh, I guess that's like a big cult tactic. Is they want to give you. It's similar to like, yeah, yeah, it's some, some, it's similar to like an MLM type thing. Like, it's like, we give you this scarf and then you can wear the scarf to the next meeting and be like, yeah, I have the purple scarf, like, fuck you, green scarf or whatever, you know? So, yeah, I I mean, we got, that was a very much like, that was an early pandemic. Like, it feels like that's so long ago, but I watched all the documentaries on that thing. I never listened to a podcast about it, but I, I definitely watched the, there was two docs. There was the one made by the, the guy and the girl and he, the guy seemed very unreliable. It was a weird one. And then it came out that the, then they did like a four part one from one of the girls who was in it. And that was a be- that was better. I'm trying to remember. She was the one who was like the daughter of like the princess of something. Anyway, right. I, I'm just kind of astonished that you said it's still happening, that it's still going on. I thought for sure it would have fallen well, apart or disintegrated after. Everything. I mean, it it has fallen apart in the sense that the vanguard, you know, that guy, yeah, who's like right. Keith Raniere or whatever. Raniere, he's like he's in, in jail. jail, yeah. So, but they, I mean, they they're still like believers of his who still like believe in his messaging or still you know participate actively in like. I mean, I don't think the cult still exists in the way it did before, but yeah, there's definitely he still has his followers out there. At this wow. Point. I feel like that's kind of how all cults go, though, isn't yeah. it? Where there's always like, because then you kind of either it's like a it could be like a, a suicide cult where the leader dies or a bunch of people right. die or they go to jail and then they be it's like a martyr thing, right? Where they're like, oh, yeah, this person is sacrificing for us and that, you know. Right. Well, it's splinter cells, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I would be a very good. You know, I wouldn't be a very good in a cult. I don't think you wouldn't be. A, yeah, you you do you think you you couldn't be a cult leader? I don't think. I think I have too many. <clears throat> I got too many feelings. I think I have like just enough of a conscience. Yeah, and not and I was just gonna say not enough charisma. You probably bring up things you hate too. Like, yeah, totally. We all drink coffee, and it's like yeah, uh, we t- drink well, meat soup. That's yeah. the one thing, though, is if he was the leader of the call, he could start to sort of say, "Hey, we can't. We're not doing this, this, yeah. this, and this." Yeah, and he could totally. cut out all the. I just ban. I ban soup from my village. Yeah, I'm just like right. or whatever. I'm like, you can't have. That would and and that would be like the real sticking point in the doc. Like that would be a solid like ten minutes in the documentary. They'd be like, yeah, and then he banned soup, and there would be like a thing, and it would be like, um, it would be like a deep fake of you as the soup Nazi. (laughs) 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 Like no soup for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love it too if that was the sort of breaking point for some of your followers, where they're just like, you know, as soon as he said, yeah, I was out. 
Like, yeah. I just honestly, I was down with all the other stuff. I was ready to kill myself with them, but it's like <laughs> this guy said I can't have lobster bisque anymore. Yeah, it's like no mulligatawny. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll start it right now. I think it's a great. Uh, Embarrassing when no one joins, though. So be careful. Yeah, you're right. You know, if that you start does one. have to be tough. Like there definitely <laughs> oh, are people who try and it doesn't totally, work. Totally, totally, yeah. definitely. I encounter them a lot. People who I like prank and stuff. Really far right kind of people that who, you think are like tr- like are oh, trying to start a call. Most definitely. Really? Doubt. Yeah, Tell me yeah. more about that. Well, no, I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not really like no, but I'm I'm interested in people who who think like oh I've got this I'm I'm starting a cult and I'm ready to rock and it doesn't yeah but work. it's really like, dark stuff that's what I'm I saying see, it's I like gotcha. it's like QAnon people and it's like so the stuff they're talking about is really dark so it's like we could get into it if you want to but it's like about child sex trafficking right, see, and stuff see, so sure. it's like yeah, yeah maybe no. you don't want to bring it up on your podcast I just meant more the actual like cult aspect of it or like, maybe where you do them- I have no idea I've, I've, I've never listened to it in my life i have no idea but i, no, I don't want to get I'm, into that i'm happy to be guest hosting <laughs> thank you we're happy to have you, you know, <laughs> i mean i did give you a premium seltzer so it is really delicious it's the cool melon yeah the from the city seltzer in ottawa yeah i really like this I've i know not, you do i brought one to your house yeah. and i knew you liked it so i yeah that's really nice thank you very much hey. so uh, really after that who even cares what we talk about on here yeah, who cares? And I and I don't know, and I don't care, and I don't know what it's gonna be because I never listen to it. And have I never you not listen? <laughs> <laughs> have you not listened to any of the episodes you were on? Even no, of course not. Well, I don't Dub- know. Some, pe- no. some people do no. like to listen to the podcast they're on. Some people don't. So I, yeah. it wasn't like a. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I haven't. No, <laughs> I I think that I have listened before. Maybe because I know I've heard a clip. (laughs) No, seriously. We posted a clip on Twitter. On like Twitter or something and somebody, because I know I've heard you and Stefan on mic together. (laughs) Well, yeah, you've been on the fucking show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've definitely heard it before. And yeah, I mean, it's not for me, but I know it has its following and it's, you know, I understand. This is what we, this is, you know, what we want in a guest host, Shane. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. who should we get? First, my first pick was Chris. Yeah. I'm starting to regret that decision. No, but honestly, Shane, as you know, because you listen, it's like, I might be like sort of difficult in certain ways, but I'm not like, hey, Shane, how many times you jack your dick? <laughs> Which is what I just imagine <laughs> Stefan is like. Again, I've never heard it, so I don't know, but I imagine. From- That's the first question Stefan no, asks I- every person on the show. Imagine if he did No, I, you know, I appreciate some of the sightseeing we're doing down these extremely dark alleyways. Uh, so, uh, and it's probably my fault too for starting the show off in such a bleak manner. No, so, I loved it. I loved it. It was a great, it was easily the best start the party, Dan prescription we've ever it's had. It's the best thing that's that'll be on the you, podcast. You can tell I've been thinking about it for yes, a while. Yes, and it's yeah. impre- it's impressive. And I can also tell you haven't been on the road for a while. There was both of those two yeah. things I could tell. I was like, Shane is working out some stuff right now, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I got to some pretty dark places in the last two years, you know, yeah, being off the road and being taken away from that sort of bread and butter life of you know, doing shows like, I mean, as you know, like, I mean, I'm sure it's the same for the comedy world where it's just yeah. like, it was a pretty dark time for a lot of performers now across the board for the arts, you know? Yeah. Can I, so you're the first poet we've ever had on the show. Can oh, I, you can, don't say. <laughs> <laughs> 
So. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I think we did a lot of table setting to be like, we're as surprised as you are that you're here. Yeah. Um, but uh, now, so like, so t- you're talking about comedy. Like in, in comedy, I feel like you know, you you have your jokes, you release your jokes, like in an album, or in your case, you know, you write books and stuff. Do is it similar to comedy where people like? Because I know you're about to go on tour. Do people, are they expecting that they're going to get 100% new stuff when they see you live? Or is there a sense of people want to hear their favorite poems of yours? Or I don't know how that, because in comedy, it's very much like if you've released jokes, you kind of try to stop telling those jokes. But I can imagine with poetry, it might be different. Like, I feel like I would probably want to see you do some of your, Because it's different with music. Exactly. Yeah, like music, the opposite, you want you know, to hear and, the hit yeah. songs that you know and love. Right. I would assume poetry is maybe similar to, or like, what does that look like for you when you're on tour? Like, I mean, there's a bit of both. Like, I mean, there's definitely the people, you know, like, I mean, the, the people that come and they send messages beforehand. There are certain pieces they want to hear because it touched some part of their lives and it means something deeply personal to them. But as an artist, I'm always trying to create new things. So it's like, I always go out with a new show when there's a new tour announced, you know, um, it, I, I very much have the same sort of like, um, approaches a comedian where it's like, got to write a new hour. And I don't know why, but my shows always have to be an hour and a half. Like if you, <laughs> if, if, for whatever reason, if a theater books a comedian, they're fine with an hour, but whenever they book a poet, they're like, Nope, hour and a half. It's gotta be, you know? So I'm always having to like create more, but There are definitely times in a show where I'll be like, you know what? I'm feeling this piece again. I'm going to throw it out because I know people want to hear it and have been waiting for it. And so I'm going to reward them. But generally, I try to do new stuff every time I go out because I have to keep myself engaged in it, too. So that plays a big role in, you know, sort of the uh, the creative driving force. The problem has been like during the last two years. Um, dealing with the, you know, the drought of inspiration, because to me, inspiration is a very outside force. It comes based on what you experience. What I've experienced these last two years is sitting in a haunted house and dealing with that. Yeah, no, for sure. I was the same with comedy. Like I know, I know some people that came out of the pandemic with like a new half an hour, 40 minutes or whatever. And I just could not write a joke. But I think yeah. a, a lot like of them are just... the same, I think, though. Because the sim- like everyone's like you said, we're sharing a very similar experience, which is very right. kind of cool and interesting in one way. But like when you're talking about writing comedy and trying to be unique and original, you like go to these comedy shows, especially right when the pandemic ended and the first one's back. And it's just like, hey, what's up? My name's Steve. I'm a 30 year old white guy. And this is my experience with the pandemic. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey, my name's Eric. I'm a 31 year old <laughs> white guy. And here's my experience with the pandemic. And it's just like the same sort yeah. of jokes over and over again. And so, yeah, I think that it's, it's hard to find unique inspiration, definitely comedically in these times. Um, I think, yeah, like, I guess I I wrote some jokes during it, but it was mostly about my pranking and stuff and my right. sort of unique s- situation that I'm in, um, which I think can help. But yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah if you're not out there doing anything, then what do you it write It's hard. About? And I found one of the things that I dealt with, one of the things I noticed over that period of time is that my sense of humor continued to get darker <laughs> the longer it got, you know, sort of dragged out. I was just like, I didn't used to be the kind of guy who would like watch a video of somebody like, 
you know, doing an epic fail, like taking a tumble or whatever and laugh. I'd usually be the guy who was like, Ooh, like, I mean, ah, oh, that looks like it hurt or whatever. But then I, I would start laughing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and, you know, that might I, actually be a consequence of you listening to blocked party. Just I might, that day, might be a subconscious. I think a part of it was like, I mean, you know, every day scrolling through the tragedy feed of Twitter, just looking for something to, yeah. make me laugh or make me giggle or whatever. Um, it became harder and harder. And so it sharpened my sense of humor <laughs> into something that cuts and bleeds, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I hear that for sure. And I, I, my big thing was like a lot of my, I'm more of like an observational comedian. I'm not really, it's not like cutting He's like Seinfeld. He does like Seinfeld. Kind yeah, of stuff. exactly. I'm just mostly doing Seinfeld stuff and um, like verbatim. And um, what's the deal with curling? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just changed the laundry uh, or whatever. Oh, by did, the yeah. way, what's with the ice conditions at the world championships? Uh, Sorry. I was just with my dad and he's a yeah. curler and he told me, I said, I was seeing John Collin and he said, you can impress him with this bit of information. <laughs> the ice right. conditions at the world championship. Championships in Las Vegas uh, are atrocious. Four o'clock, the uh, the finals. That's right. Today, yeah. Sweden versus Canada. Sorry. Nailed it. Yeah. No, the ice conditions have been suspect, but it's because it's so hot outside. Exactly. So they're having a hard time maintaining the temperature of the ice in the building. Poor decision to put it in Las Vegas. <sighs> some also some very, very say, low turnout as far as the people. Yes. The, the problem the, with putting it in Vegas is that. <laughs> <Here> he goes. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> it's just like you you were like winding the crank on my back. And totally. now I'm just like, oh, oh, curling, curling, curling. I was going to bring it up eventually too. You know, yeah, I, was gonna, I understand. Why is there no, why is there no curling video game? What's wrong? Oh, okay. Don't even get me that started actually, on curling video games. I mean, that actually seems like it would be a really fun <sighs> video game to play. I mean, if it, they made a video game out of golf, like, I mean, surely <laughs> curling. Yeah, honestly, how, you know, why is there no? Uh, yeah. So it's in a couple of the Olympic games, like Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics, has it in it and stuff, but there's not like a curling game. Yeah. There, there were a couple computer games in the late nineties, early aughts. Uh, there was one called granite curling, which was decent. And then one called takeout weight curling, uh, which was designed by like a 16 year old. Um, right. it kind of looked like it, but yeah, it's, it's hard. I think it's, I think it's just the, the audience just isn't quite big enough for like a big studio to kind of really yeah. go put I just put thought about it. it I guess as like an arcade game like maybe even like a browser based thing or whatever it's yeah, kind of like right. fun like that but I guess it would yeah. there's very little you can do like what but with can the you advent change? of VR all the VR stuff VR that's coming out. It might be a little different. Right? VR it, yeah. curling, VR curling would be really fun, and I think. Is, yeah. I wonder if there is VR curling. I feel mm, like I don't think as of now, I think but we I found our future. It. I think uh, we yeah. need to develop this. We got to get rich. Here, I, guys. I know a guy uh, who used to have a video game studio. His name's Kurt Schilling. <laughs> 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 yeah, so there is uh, there's fly or die curling, uh, which people do that. So you were saying, Chris, about the browser based games. Yeah, there's one uh, on fly or die, which is like a gaming website. Oh my god, this looks like a disaster this, this looks VR awesome one. to yeah. me is that good you Shane, think you good? can't see it right no no i can't no it's yeah there is apparently some kind of vr curling game here yeah it looks really um it needs work yeah it looks kind of bare bones yeah well, it's probably first generation yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it said it came out in 2019 so and, and you know that it's like a little suspect when it's like 
developer Brian McCumber. Yeah. <laughs> and then publisher Brian, Brian McCumber. That's not a good that's <laughs> yeah. not a good sign. Brian in his basement. Just the main it. the main issue with takeout weight curling, that was the sort of big one that came out. He did a second one of it, Takeout Weight Curling 2, which was probably the most popular curling game of all time, which is a very low statement. Um, but it was the the issue with it was that you you couldn't quit. So like 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 in like in curling, if you're like losing by a good. lot, it was just too yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't leave the computer. <laughs> yeah. No, but it didn't have the option of conceding. So you would have to play every full ten end game, but it would start on easy difficulty. So you'd be winning like eleven uh, nothing after like five ends, but you would have to play the full ten end game when there's not when like a regular curling game would. The, you know the the team the losing team like would concede exactly right. so that was the i hate so i never got really far in it because i was like i'm not gonna f- play anyway shane have you ever cur- no I, have you ever I, curled before uh no i've uh i've definitely watched it though yeah um, i've never i've i've like curled a little bit just for fun yeah, but yeah. i don't know oh, that, you're like you're i would assume your dad would have taken you out at some point yeah, yeah definitely but i never did it in like a serious way i'd love to play in a curling match is there is that like is there drop in curling matches? Uh, not drop in matches, but you can rent a sheet with like, and if you have enough people, you can just play a game. Well, yeah. I don't. No, have well, enough. People. I know, but I mean, like <laughs> I you and I, one. you and I could arrange it to, to, you know, we could we could arrange a curling game for oh, sure. Hey, you know, I don't have a lot of friends. No, actually, maybe I could probably. Like, well, you, if you get me and like, your I mean, dad it work out. Like a- bowling alley like yeah you, you can yeah curling. exactly you just rent a sheet and it's not quite like a bowling alley like because there's ice just... on it <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> exactly so it's like it's not exactly like like you can't just show up and be like hey i want this sheet and then they go yeah okay like you have, you to, have to reserve it, it ahead of time but right. yeah you, you they'll it's pretty affordable it's usually like it's around a hundred bucks for two hours for up to eight people and then that includes an instructor and all the equipment we should do it sometime. yeah we'll do it sure. definitely yeah, yeah we could get people together to do it i think like you easily stefan would be down for oh yeah it, I'm for sure, sure. Yeah. becca lo- i took becca curling before the pandemic she loved it and yeah Producer no, we could easily- dan would come and drink beer yeah oh yeah yeah. Well, there's a bar at every curling oh, club, yeah. so I mean, it's no big deal. And Shane, if you're in town, you can come with us too. I'd love to. Um, I probably won't participate just because I have a terrible back, but you know. I mean, a lot um, of people say curling is a great sport to play if you have a bad back, so. Ooh, it's not good is for your not, knees. No, that's not, it's no, actually, that's not true at it's, all. It actually <laughs> makes it, it's like, I mean, it involves heavy rocks. It actually and, makes it bad. And, you know, yeah. yeah, it's actually the least true thing. It's probably the worst possible sport you could play if you have a bad back. Yeah. <laughs> but they do have stick curling, so you can so you can stand. You sort of like, so it's a it's a delivery implement, which you might have mm. seen if you watch the Paralympics. That's what the wheelchair oh, curlers right, okay. use. It's like so, shuffleboard, right? Correct, yeah. So it looks yeah. very similar to like a shuffleboard um, stick. And so you basically, yeah, you... You'd be walking, so you start in the hack still, but you just walk out, and then you kind of push. The hack, you the- start in the hack still, right, yeah. guys? Did you guys hear that? Just so everyone's clear, yeah. Who's listening? You start in the thing we all know called the hack still. Well, no, 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 no. You start. It's, that's two words. You start in the hack. Still oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. What's the hack? The hack is the like starting blocks, the like yeah. rubber. You know how you like kick out of those. Would have been funny if if I said, "What's the hack?" You said, "Go grab a mirror." Yeah, you know, because yeah. then you would be inferring that said, I'm a hack comedian. That. That's what we would say. If, that's what we would have said if we were at the at the famous um, New York Comedy Club table. What's that place called? The Cellar. Oh yeah. Do you know? Have you ever? You know the Cellar where they bust each other's balls and like you know Jim Jim Norton would be like, "Hey, you're a fucking and you're would, a hack." Well, he would say a word maybe that I won't say. Right. right. Yeah. I think I, just, I remember like 
it wasn't it in the opening credits of Louis C.K.'s old TV show? Yes. The Cellar? Yeah, yes, you got that's it. A, exactly, yep. yeah. yeah. And there's a famous table there where it's like you had to like gain acceptance to like right. the table yeah, yeah. and you'd come and everyone's just, you know, it was like Patrice O'Neill and all these, Colin Quinn. Todd they're Barry. All, yeah, yeah all they're all just that. like busting each other's balls all the time and you had to be able to hack it, you know? And it's like some people couldn't handle it. They'd show up there and they would just get fucked. I mean, right. I could hack it all right. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing you being a hack at all. That's, exactly. that's, that's how it would go down. Yeah, kinda like exactly. That. That's how they crush. They, I mean, we, we just. That's cr- how they bust your balls. That's how they bust your balls. Yeah, you're a hack. You're a big time hack. Um, but I was going to go all the way back to our comedy point where I was going to say that my jokes are very much, they're observational. I'm like Seinfeld. But it was like weird coming out of the pandemic too because it was like, do people care about jokes about spin class or you know it's like we've all just gone through this like horrible event and i'm just like hey you guys remember spin class yeah you know and some people are like no no they're like some people like i do not remember i don't remember that i had a really rough time yeah there's a part of me that's like i mean it's kind of nervous because i'll definitely talk about it during the tour but you know it's like i'm sure do people really want to relive the last two years the reason i'll talk about it is because i use the stage to process a lot of the shit that i'm going sure like you you can't just ignore the the sort of trauma that comes from the last two years. And so for me, I definitely need to talk about it. And there's some funny shit about it, but there's some bleak stuff too. Like, I mean, it was a, just a really dark time. Do you bring like poets to open for you? <laughs> is that, is that I, yeah, yeah, certainly. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of like really great talent in Vancouver as well, you know? So there's a ton of poets out there. That, I didn't know how that worked. And, I didn't know if it was just like, yeah. this is just Shane Koizan, one night only. It's, well, yeah, if you're doing, you know, especially if you're doing an hour and a half, you wouldn't yeah. need to have an, an opener necessarily. Like that's a full show, right? It could a be. A lot of the venues, they want, to, they want the opener though, so they can like, I mean, seat people uh, who are sales. late and, and oh yeah that's sales. right in between and have break it up but it's yeah. like i'll i'll get different people from various like i mean across various arts to open for me i've had comedians open for me oh, graham nice. clark has opened for me oh great yeah um, graham's the best yeah he's awesome. yeah he's awesome yeah. um one of the funniest guys i know for sure oh, um yeah. and comedians musicians other poets you know what do you, what Anybody do you, who I find interesting and think that, like, I mean, they'll be able to move an audience in some way, that's who I want to open. So I'm, I'm very open with who I, you know, bring on board. Um, I was just going to ask, do you, do you find that one is like, like, does it work in a specific way? Like with comedians, do they have a tough time to that audience? Does it like? Not at all. No. Comedi- like, I mean, people love to, and they, and they honestly, the audience doesn't really know what to expect. Right. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people come to, they hear the word poetry and they're immediately afraid. They're like, oh, fuck, I'm trapped in a poetry. <laughs> you know, good God. Like, how long is this going to go on? An hour and a half, apparently. Um, yeah. But uh, a lot of the times, I, th- I, I don't think people are expecting the show to be as funny as it is. Um, I use humor a lot to deal with some of the darker aspects of the things that I go through. Um, so I, it's, I'm always trying to find that balance. And it's like, I feel very responsible because I go to dark places. I need to deliver that audience back to a safe place. Um, so they're really going on a journey with me through the entire show. There's highs and lows that we go through the human experience. And so times when I get a comedian to open the audience fucking they love it you know oh, they go bananas great. for it they want to laugh you know they they aren't quite sure what to expect from an opening act 
but you know, I try to bring them the best. Right. What if it was me and Stefan doing a little live block party before just a, a little live talk of, podcast, just a little, but just 20 minutes, only a 20, just a little, yeah, just a little 20 minute, just a little, Hey, let me, let's, we jack off our little, our little peens and I'm we sure have diarrhea. People, I'm sure and, people have done that before as like a sticky thing. That is kind of like a funny thing to do, you know, for your show, have the opener be like a live podcast <laughs> and they just set up and do it 20 minutes of their podcast. Yeah. To open. Why not? Yeah, that's nice of you, Shane, by the way. I wanted to say to not leave your audience in the dark place. That is nice, you know, like yeah, to I take them I, back from the dark place. Because sometimes you do, you go and you like watch yeah. something or like whatever. It's a piece of art and it's like it, it moves you and it still can be affecting and good. But it is kind of like just sometimes you leave and you're like, oh, man, I'm like bummed for a few days. So, you know, sometimes yeah. that's important and you want that. But it is nice to say, hey. We can we can have this affecting, moving piece of art and then actually come back to a nice place where we feel OK again, you know? Yeah, well, I think a part of that, too, is like, I mean, the letters that I get. I get a lot of letters from fans and things like that after they see a show. Um, uh, and some of the like, I mean, a lot of them are great. Like, I mean, they're, you know, they're very uplifting. They make me feel good. But those are never the ones that really stick with you. The ones that yeah. stick with you are the ones that are dark, the ones that are from people like. I'm standing out on this particular ledge. And you, so you start to feel like very responsible in that you have to, you have to care for everybody you're putting that because you talk about things like suicide or you talk about things like death and, and all those sort of major themes that occur throughout our lives. And so I just want to make sure that the people that come to the show are okay, you know, for the most part, because I think that's the responsible thing to do. Yeah. Um, Consume art responsibly, people. It's uh, it's dangerous sometimes. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, before we get into our social media updates, Chris, should we talk about the fact that we're wearing matching shirts? Yeah, we're wearing the same shirts. It's a blue, sort of a powder blue, maybe a royal. Sky blue? Sky blue. Yeah, yeah sky blue Nike um, sweatshirt. Yeah, I never see you wore it over to my house today, and I had never seen you wear it before. And I've I've had the same one for a while, and we're I was like, well, I'll go put it on, and now we. And now we're, we look we're, good. We, we look, look like good. podcast friends. You'll see right. it in the image if you, if you look at yeah. the image. That is one thing I know from the podcast is the image. I do see it on Instagram sometimes. The um, so yeah, you'll see that we're wearing the same. And hey, who wore it better? Yeah, good good question. <laughs> I mean, I think good question. Worth, I mean, you've got yeah. a better angle. Obviously, you've set that up. It's clear you to your house. You set up the camera to make yourself look the best in the angle. No question. So. But I do appreciate that you have different accessories. You know, John's rocking the glasses. Yeah, but you got the cap. Mm, you know? I, I true. have the cap on you. Yeah, it's true. We do kind of. I so mean, because people we do, will. You know, yeah, we do kind of look similar. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we're both yeah, we're both thirty year old white guys, like mid thirties white guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we have that vibe for sure. But yeah, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I would say after a pretty long consideration, I'd say I wore it better. I mean, I'll allow it. <laughs> Cerulean blue. Who wore it? Oh, better? the good, nice cerulean drop. That was one of my favorite markers back in the wow. day. Wow, man. How come you know so yeah, many? I watched that episode of X Files too. <laughs> How come you know so many words so good? <laughs> Damn, man. Oh man! Speaking of good words, let's move on to our social media updates. What a good segue! Boy, was it smooth? Stefan and John are gonna bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied takes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social, social, social media. Shane, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media? Um. Okay. So 
this is probably that I am sure this is an old story and that a lot of people have already seen it um, or heard it, but it's new to me and I just found it absolutely fascinating. I don't know if you want to play the clip first. Uh, before uh, sure. I- what, if you want to, do you want to tee it up or you just think we should just go right into the clip? I think maybe just go right into the clip. Okay. Is All it right. Charles? Experience it the way I experienced it. All right, oh. let's do it. Oh, Dan's got to get our sound going here. Oh, Dan's Dan's just going to make it so that we can listen. Would you just assured me that I could speak? Sit down inside the car. We're not assuring anything. We're under arrest. Look, I'm under what? (laughs) Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. (laughs) Have a look at the headlock here. Yeah, See that chap over there? Yeah, Get off. your hand off my penis! <laughs> this is the one who got me on the penis before. Get some cups. Why did you do this? Up in the car. Get some cups. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, ah, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Good one. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? How dare you get your hand One cup, look! They even broke yeah, that's a legendary clip. I have never seen that before. Have you really never seen I've that before? I've genuinely never seen yeah, that before. Charles, with Charles Doza, is that the guy's name? Yeah, I think that's the guy's name. He He's oh, like... Actually, no. Here's the thing. I After I received a friend sent this to me, and I just thought it was hilarious, but also fascinating. Yeah. So, I, of course, I did, you know, a little bit of a deep dive on this. And apparently, this guy, nobody really knows who what this guy's name is. Apparently, he has a bunch of different aliases, this person. And so the more, you know, that immediately fascinated me. And so started to look at it a bit more. And what had happened was he was in this restaurant and somebody had mistaken him for an international chess playing criminal. (laughs) is apparently the story uh, who was accused of credit card fraud. And so they called the police and it took six officers to restrain this guy, as you can see in the video. And after the video went viral, um, the restaurant uh, started selling a wine, which they named Get Your Hand Off My Pinot Noir. Um, (laughs) So there's all kinds of fascinating things in the wake of this, you know, sort of uh, person. And, you know, it's somewhat perfectly he happens to be an actor, a performer, which you could probably discern from his delivery of just saying these very eloquent things while he's being dragged away in cuffs. And it adds a lot of depth to it for me because he kind of reminds me of uh, Matt Berry from, I don't know if you've ever seen Toast of London. No, I It's haven't. one of those uh, English comedy shows. One of, one of my favorite ones. Um, if you ever get a chance, check it out. Quite funny if you're looking for something light and funny. Um, but, you know, the more I found out about this guy, this guy also happens to be a painter. And he's been painting a series, which is just various angles of him being arrested from this video. Uh, the guy's from Australia. Apparently, he was later identified... Apparently, his his real name is Cecil George Edwards. I don't know if that's true. People are still trying to confirm it. But somebody said they saw him in an Australian punk rock uh, video uh, from a band called The Chats. And that's how they 
put his identity together. But it, I just found it fascinating. Like even when he was being interviewed, he kept giving different names for who he actually was. So for somebody who was you know, sort of maybe trying to cash in on the fame or the, you know, his sort of viral moment, he just kept getting further and further away from it as he wouldn't confirm who he was. I just want to go back to, I think it's incredible. So I'm reading, I'm reading the the Wikipedia entry on this right now. And uh, I do love that Charles Doza is an international Hungarian chess player, like a Hungarian, like international chess player who is known for his dine and dash exploits. But see, that's that is he, a hilarious <laughs> thing to be known but for. But Shane is saying that it's not him. No, that it's he was not mistaken him. for that. Yeah, yes, correct. Yeah, it's not it him. A, yeah. But it's very funny that this guy was known for dine and dashing so much. They're like this guy who does not have a Hungarian accent. Yeah. Must it must be him because he dined and dashed all the time. It's like that is an insane thing to be known for. I love especially that. as like an international criminal. Like, yes. You know, the title alone, international criminal, sort of, you know, it you know, it makes me think uh, oh, it's gotta be some kind of like murder ring or like some kind of like sex trafficking. What I like, I mean, I when I think of international crime, I think of very serious things. I do not think of dine and dash. No, me neither. You know, um <laughs> Wow, what a clip. I had never seen that before. Thank you for bringing it to my attention because I genuinely I love that. I loved his uh his his quote the like, "Ah uh, yes, I see you know your judo well." That was a Thank really good like, "Oh, okay." Uh apparently he gave an interview as well in 2020 and he said that the reason why he's just kind of saying all this crazy shit is that he wanted to appear crazy so they might put him into an asylum where it would be easier to escape. That's smart. That's so I smart. love that the first thing you think when you right. get arrested is like, is how escape. am I going to escape this? Yeah. Uh, I got to go crazy and then I can escape from that's the asylum. That's a real criminal. That's yeah. a real criminal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's mastermind yeah, level yeah, shit. Yeah, right? that's like yeah. You're, I mean, you're that's already like, thinking of how to get out of it. Your that's life is crime. Last right? type shit. Yeah. Love that's that. That's cool, man. That's cool. To dedicate your life to anything is cool. <laughs> True. Chris, what's going on on your social media? Well, um, you know, I'm on there doing my posts um, so I did a post the other day. It was, uh, I went to, well, it was yesterday. Yes. More accurately. Cause I went to the soccer game. I got to look up this post um, here to, to watch the white caps, Vancouver white caps. That's our local MLS team. I have season tickets. Went with our friend, Andrew, actually our mutual oh, friends. Nice. Yep. Um, Oh, there's my page. Very cool. Um, okay. There's yeah, there it is. You see it. Okay. Um, so I bought a, I bought a, a cheeseburger um, for $10.50. Actually, Andrew bought it for me because I got I, I had the ticket. Gave him the ticket, yep. Um, and so he got it for me. And I took like a couple of bites from it. And then I was like, it kind of tastes off. And so I looked at it and I realized, and you can, I think John put it in the chat, Shane, so you could click on the link and you could see it. Wow, that is a really raw-looking burger. And so I realized <laughs> yeah. it really wasn't even cooked at all. It was like it is like quite raw. Like it like, genuinely looks like it wasn't cooked at all. It's not even like a little pink no, in the middle. It is like No, it looks like it's still bleeding. It's yeah. still it is it is and it's like it's like one thing if you're like at a fancy restaurant and they give you like a rare burger. You know what I mean? Then you're like yeah, I trust like, I trust the chef. It's like, really he knows good what beef. he's doing. It's like yeah. I'm at the VC <laughs> yeah, place the, like the world famous Tartar burger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm at this concession stand so i was like i mean i played it pretty chill but i posted up because 
I don't know if you're familiar, John, I know you're familiar yes. with it, but there's this wonderful Twitter account called Footy Scran, and it's just people posting pictures of uh, concession food from different, mostly football, like European football uh, places, but also like rugby and stuff like that. And also like, you know, uh, NHL. Um, but yeah, and it's just photos. So it just says the price of it and the, the visa. There's <laughs> some shocking food in the yeah, English the one. Like, the one that went viral recently was the sausage water. Oh, where yeah. Where they like, give you like just a <laughs> glass of like, I guess it's to dip your fry chips in or presumably, I mean, but like, yeah, it there was, is some absolutely some of the nastiest. And I know your your listeners will love this kind of stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Go check it out. Yeah, that's the that's <laughs> what is it? <laughs> That's the updated one. John. I'm looking at the <laughs> Dan has just pulled out. That one's yeah. So they gave me a they gave me a new one and it doesn't look a whole lot better. It doesn't look a whole lot better. So yeah, not not great. Ten dollars and fifty cents uh at BC Place. Uh no, I didn't get any I don't know how it works with Footy Scran. I just tagged them in it, and right. I don't think that's even how it works because I think you have to send it to them. Um, so I'm not going to get on footy scran right. this time, but it was cool to just sort of even be a part of it. Cause it's one yeah. of my favorite accounts. It's a great account. I, I, I actually had a piece of pizza at BC place mm-hmm. that was so putrid. I took like one bite and just threw it in the trash can. I didn't even bother taking it yeah. back because it was like, whatever replacement piece they give me is going to be as bad as I this. Like it that, was just I thought of that for a moment. Like, you know, the first one I got was so bad that I was like, do I want to replace it? But I was really yeah. hungry. It was really not smart on my behalf. He's like, Oh, can I, I'll pay you for the ticket. And I was like, Oh, just grab me some food. Yeah. You know, you but got, it was like, it's different. We're not going to like a restaurant yeah. where it's like, Oh, I get the ticket. You get the food. It's like, they're going to slop in this fucking uncooked pile of shit between two. And the buns are the worst part. Just toast the buns. That's all you got to <laughs> yeah, do is that, toast them up. That looks like I mean, a dry oh, ass bun. Oh, it's dry and thick. And yeah, I feel like if the Whitecaps want to bring in more fans, maybe they should do something about the concession. And the, definitely, I don't, I don't understand. And they made this whole thing. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna improve the concessions and stuff like that. Oh, really? Are you with your uncooked burgers? <laughs> Fucking joke. Anyways, I'm getting, I'm getting riled up now. I'm getting angry again. So let's move on. Okay, <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. My social media update is very chill. Um, I will send uh, Dan. I'll send you the tweet so you can put it up on the screen. Uh, this is, and you can send it to Shane. Then this, this is a very simple uh, social media update, but it was a post that just made me laugh a great deal. Uh, it's uh, from Robin Hatch, uh, musician, and uh, they just posted a picture of themselves in front of a European license plate, and it's just the perfect European license plate. It just says "No man has all three, and the license plate is GF sixty nine CEO. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. That's great. Sometimes you see something like that, you know, and it's like so perfect. So perfect. Like yeah. that's just a regular license plate and it's it just lines even, up perfectly. Yeah, and for not, Robin to think of it too, to be like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Smart. Funny. Yeah. Great post. Smart Robin. and funny. Smart and funny. That's the way we like it. So yeah, that's just simple. Nothing really to add to that. Just a great. Uh, have you guys ever it's seen like a, a truly wild, like vanity license plate? I feel like the craziest one I ever saw was. It was on the back of a Honda Pilot, and the license plate was Honda Pilot. Yeah, that's dope. Huh. It was like, I, I, it just I'm, seemed I'm crazy generally... to me. Like, you're bragging about your mid-level <laughs> SUV. It'd be like spray painting duplex on the front of your duplex. 
Right. Mm-hmm. I'm generally too distracted by playing the anal game, um, all, which I realize sounds like nothing. Probably <laughs> I'm too distracted to playing the anal sports. game while I'm driving. No, when, when I'm on tour with the band and stuff, you know, to pass the time on some of these long drives, you you see a car, like it's the make of the car, and you just put the word anal in front of it. Mm-hmm. So we've come up, we you know, we've come across some real winners. Like you, you get the typical like anal probe, anal explorer, things things like that. But then you see like anal spider. Mm-hmm. Anal Ooh. unicorn, um, we've come across like things like that. So we're always on the lookout for different Ooh. sounding car names. I've so played a game. I've played in front of. I play a game called the anal game. Also, when I'm out on tour, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little different than yours. <laughs> yeah, no, I figured uh, I might need to rebrand mine. Uh, so. <laughs> and just to be clear, I want to be clear. It's not like anything gross. We put things in our anus. <laughs> It's not something like like yeah, it's not weird. gross. It's, not weird. it's just like what can we? It, it fit sounds up like there? a very actual description. So you know, yeah, we a, put things into okay. our butt, like a bottle or whatever. Yeah, you know, casual. Band. Oh my <laughs> exactly. god! Well, speaking of things that are ass, let's move on to our block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tale. Woo. No longer can see the post. It's a block tail. Woo! You probably deserved it. It's a block tail. That might have been one of my finer segues of all time. Uh, yeah, that was nice. Shane, uh, Shane, I am excited for this block tail uh, because you, you've sent you've sent me or us the the screenshots of this, and you want us to do a dramatic reenactment of it. But I do think. There's going to need to be some um, like, what's the background here? Because this is one of the w- most wild sequences of messaging I've ever seen. Yeah, it's uh, it was completely out of the blue. Uh, what happened was I posted a picture of myself first time doing a show in two years, um, announcing the tour. Um, got a tour coming up, going to be playing Vancouver uh, May 29th is already sold out at the Hollywood theater, but we added a second date, May 30th, also at the Hollywood theater. Hollywood theater is so nice. Sorry, and- sorry. Hollywood theater is so fucking nice. And that's, yeah, go see the show no matter what. That's so exciting that you're playing there. I, I'm really excited too. Like I said, just super excited to get back out on the road. Uh, the second show is already 65% sold. We may add a third night if... Oof. We get to that point. Night three, um, baby, let's great, go. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's going to feel good. Um, but I p- made this post saying, you know, excited to get back out. And uh, it was me without a mask. And this person just out of the blue decided, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna start a conversation with Shane. And it was just immediately out of the gate, wildly out of control. Incre- it's, it's insane. It's uh, so, really so Chris, do you want to read the, I'll, I'll be Shane and you be the, the poster. Okay. Can I do it with a British accent? Well, whatever you like. Yeah. Okay. Interpretation. I wild. can't really do a British accent very well. <laughs> I kind of struggle with it, but I thought maybe it might work here. Okay. No, I'll, I'll just do it in my, okay. So we're doing a dramatic reading of this yeah. and I'm, I'm going to try to play this role. So okay. I, I won't say the person's name, right? Cause it's no. just, oh, a, yeah. just a private citizen, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. <clears throat> Big fan. Glad to see no mask. Keep your balls in your hands and make poetry about this fuck show. <laughs> and that is all it is. A massive fuck show to all humanity. Grab your balls, stand up, voice it. If you cow toy, if you cow toe to this shit, I'm done with your poetry. 
You're done now. Don't tell me what to do with my balls. Goodbye. Okay, baby boy. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> you have no clue how much I support and continue so your little ass can be done. So your little ass can be done. <laughs> Such a good line. So yeah. your little ass can be done. <laughs> I, I could always enjoy your great poetry, even if I'm done with your balls. Put that in your little skit, bro, little balls. <laughs> oh, wait, I have another yeah, you're one. You're still going. You're still going. You're still going. I have the next yeah, message. It does not yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is a new message. I still think the world of your balls. <laughs> I know you, and you do not, and you do not me. Big balls to you. <laughs> This is still you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, this this person is really <laughs> I didn't read further. I only read the first page before. Okay. Oh yeah. When I read it, it was just like, like I couldn't believe it. This, per, this person is yeah, okay. I dare you to use me in your ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done, bitch poetry. I know your type. I see you daily. You Jay, no clue. I've spoke to you in person as I love your take before you bitch me out. Know that I am you without the lie. <laughs> I have no idea who you are or where your obsession with my balls comes from, but your assertion that I kowtow to you or face the consequences from your wrath means you never knew how to support me in the first place. You don't say you loved someone or what they do and then threaten it. And then I assume you blocked their ass. I actually haven't yet. Wow. Because you want to see if there's going to be more. <laughs> I Maybe I'm a glutton for punishment. No. I don't know. I just I, feel like. I'll be honest. If this person commented something like this on anything I did, yeah. I would absolutely want to see what they, what they, what else they do. That's if they really, can roam free. I mean, that's big of you to not block them, <laughs> but I can say it's kind of unfortunate because they won't be able to put the episode out now. <laughs> 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 I feel like it, it was just such a weird thing to, you know, it also with all the spelling, the you're, yeah. the you are, you know, I, things I, like that. I was just like, where's this coming from? The way that it was, it was so laid out. out yeah. The way it was laid out, the capitalizing of like different words and stuff like yeah. that. And the punctuation was kind of strange. It was really like written in like a manic kind of way, not to like yeah. sort of say it in like a way, you know, not to guess too much or do too much guesswork, but it was really written like somebody who was really fired up in the moment and like yeah. feeling a lot of different emotions that they weren't controlling very well. Um, but yeah, I think you handled it pretty well. You know, like I think that you did it in a nice way that wasn't like, it was like saying, Hey, listen, I'm not going to sit here and, and put <laughs> right. up with your, right. these nonsensical messages <laughs> yeah. all day. But also I'm, I'm going to be, you know, respectful. I, you know, I would have been like, Ugh. I'll fuck you up, man. I'll, yeah. fucking, I'll show up at your fucking work. No, I you, want, you want my balls? I'll fucking show you oh, my balls. I'll literally show them to you. Yeah. Whole yeah, like, I mean, it's hard because I generally don't get into it with people yeah. online because I know that, like, I mean, I've, I've seen things get dragged out to a ridiculous degree. Yeah. But this one, for whatever reason, just stood out. And it made me oh. think also, like, I mean, you know, this would be a good opportunity to sort of address maybe some of the messages that you guys get. Oh. Um, as comedians or you guys come across because yeah i love i mean i i'll be honest shane i mean yeah you would think a comedian would get 
messages like this, but keep your balls in your hands and make poetry about this fuck show is yeah we don't we don't i, I mean, don't think i've ever gotten a message like that i never before. got messages before i do get messages now a lot more because i have my my channel like deals with pranking like far right people and so i get messages from people who are like being confrontational to me or whatever and they're they do read very similarly to that without the yeah. love part so it doesn't it doesn't have the part where it's like I really love and respect your work, but it has yeah. the same kind of rambling, like incoherent, kind of aggressive, like yeah. Totally. Like music. I mean, that's that's what I felt was odd about the message too. As much as it was like, you know, they were in, grappling, they were insulting grappling. in some levels. It was also very complimentary yeah. in another. They clearly and liked so, you a lot, and they and they're dealing. I mean, so what I got from it was that they were they were happy that you weren't wearing a mask. Yeah, right. that was their yeah. main. That their was how they started. Thing was saying yeah. that you weren't, yeah. that you listen, you you don't have, you have balls, and I like that, and you got to keep make, you got to make poetry about that. I think they wanted you to do some like let's go Brandon poetry, you know, like yeah. some stuff, yeah. like some classic yeah. like anti vax kind of stuff. Um, but then after that, I kind of lost the thread on what they were talking. Yeah, I about. think they did too. I think <laughs> yeah. they did too. I've never really. I mean, obviously, yeah. Like we've talked on the show before, we get some Patreon exit surveys that are pretty mean and confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that, that happens quite a bit. Yeah, because yeah. that that's always the weird one because it's like ostensibly this person cared about your show for a long time, and then all of a sudden it's like I'm I should be buried six feet underground or what? You know, it's just like a very strange. Yeah. Like it's like what happened where something turned and you just you know. Um, and you, now you like hate me or us or whatever. Um, but the one the with comedy, the one that really sticks out and, and I, I tell a long version of this on, it was me and Matt, Wright. I don't know if you're familiar with Matt, Wright, Shame, but he's an, a comedian from Newfoundland and uh, very, very funny. And he was here in Vancouver and we were doing a show together and, um, and we Matt, talk, we talk about it on his podcast. I just had something funny though. Okay, go ahead. The name of the tour was Matt, Wright And John wrong. Sorry, continue. I think that was definitely worth interrupting me for it. Um, the uh, <laughs> so we tell the, we tell the full story. Chris just gave me a look like <laughs> I just I can't even describe it. It was awesome, uh, but. Uh, we did. We talked. We told about this whole story on the work report, which is a podcast Matt had for a while that I think is still available. But the the basically, this woman came up to both of us after a show. We were both we were both uh, in the lobby after the show, and she came up to us and she was just like, uh, "Can you explain to me why um, like comedy sucks?" Mm. basically like that was literally how yeah. she started and it wasn't just us she's like it's a good she's question. like yeah she's like i've been to yuck yucks now a few times and i find just all the comedians uh, are really operating at a very base level mm-hmm. and uh they're really like you're not really saying anything of any value yeah. and you're really like and and but then she was very at it she's like i have a good sense of humor my husband's over there he'll tell you like i like to laugh and i i like to laugh at him because mm-hmm. he's very intense intelligent and he's a smart man but every time that i come to a comedy club or i see a comedy show i just can't understand why the comedy is so basic and dumb mm-hmm. yeah, and no, it was she, like she wanted an answer to that i'm like we right. just finished this show and matt and i were like what do you want us you to say been like, to you should have been like i don't know i'm a little baby <laughs> 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 Like right in her face. I don't know. 
I'm just a baby. <laughs> Imagine you just kept doing that to her, then you wouldn't come out of character. Oh, that would have been on. You're right. That's what we should have done. You're right. Yeah, I was so flabbergasted because it was. It's one thing to do it online. You know, people yeah. are very confident online, but don't say much to you. And this was in person. She just came yeah. up to us after a show. Older white women are pretty confident in person <laughs> true. as well. Yeah, that's true. I find. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think everybody, anybody in the sort of performing arts fields gets those sorts of encounters from time to time. I get people that come to the show and it's like, why did you talk about this? Or mm-hmm. how come yeah. you didn't do a love poem? Or whatever. That's like, here's your fucking love poem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like sometimes it's like I'm just not in the mood for love. I'm sorry. Yeah, or yeah. I went through a breakup or I don't feel like talking about it. It's like, yeah, you know, I, but immediately like, yeah, to be blamed for all of a sudden they didn't get what they want, you know, or like it, it it's not like they received a shitty burger from the white caps, you know, no. it's the, you still gave them the show. And I yeah. think, it, I think that's a, a symptomatic, honestly, of like uh, how close people feel to like connected to the artists that they, that they watch right. and stuff. Now they have this like real strong connection to it and they really do feel like things are tailored towards them in a way. And then, so when it yeah, doesn't a, get tailored towards and they get upset. Yeah. yeah. This, I think there's a weird sense of ownership that occurs when you sort of get in the public sphere a bit and, you know, people, people want you to do certain things, but really you're just, you know, as a poet, I'm coming at it from my own experience. A lot of the show is my life and how I've reacted to certain things and what I go through and stuff like that. So I can't always be right on target because I have no idea what you've gone through. Yeah. yeah. You know, we might have very similar experiences, but my angle of approach might be vastly different than yours. For sure. I always try to take a moment to step back and like when I'm responding to people be like, all right, don't lose your mind about this, (laughs) you know, take a moment and just try to calmly deal with it and move on. Yeah, we don't really do that. We're not very not calm. We're. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I did, you mentioned it earlier, but it is, I think, probably a little bit different for you because of the subject matter that you're dealing with in that you are writing these really impactful, serious things about serious subject matter. So I guess, yeah, you feel that more of a responsibility, whereas somebody comes up to us and they're like, yo, this joke was fucking bullshit. You can just be like, well, fuck off. You know, like you can just tell them, fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck off. But if somebody's just like, why didn't you do the one about anti-bully? You know, like what, you know, and then you're just like, you can't be like, go fuck yourself. Nerd, yeah. Get the yeah. Fuck yeah. you fucking skinny <laughs> little piece of shit. <laughs> it's difficult because a lot of the times the pe- the the pieces people want to hear most are the hardest ones to do, mm-hmm. right? Because they a lot of the times people are just looking for permission to feel their feelings. Yeah, they want permission to cry about something and you know something close to them. So a lot of the times when people are requesting pieces. It's, you know, a piece about my mom dying or my grandmother or losing people that are very close to me. And it's like, those are the hardest ones to do because yeah. I have to step back in that moment and feel it all over again. That's not fun for me. Of course. You know, yeah. it's not it's not a vacation. So it's it's difficult as much as I want to help them out and give them that moment to. All right, let's let's help deal with your pain or let's process some of it. That's a nice thing I can't about YouTube. Do that I can't always be that. that. Yeah, that's a nice thing about YouTube, and you have the one that's like, what well, I forget, uh, what, what's the name of it? to this day? Is that what it's oh, called? Yeah. The one that yeah. was super, super viral. That is a cool thing about like technology and YouTube because 
people can go and listen to that poem. And it's a wonderful, right. go, go check it out. If to this day, yeah. Shane Koizen on YouTube, cause it has super cool animations to it as well. Um, but it's super impactful and that's good for people like that, that they can just go and have it at their disposal. And you read the comments to that, man. Oh man. Do you ever read the comments? I try never to read the oh, comments. Oh man. I'll tell I know you what. It's just a, no, it's a battleground of like good and bad. It's not a battleground. I'm telling no? you, you're underneath that video. There is no battleground. It is just a cavalcade of people saying how positively it impacted them and how it saved them and how it's amazing. And with thousands of upvotes on it, I was going to actually mention it to be like serious for a second. Um, not as a question, but I think it's, I just want to say how incredible it is to make a piece of wow. art like that, that directly impacts people so much like that the way that it does i mean they, I've, there's not one single negative comment under it I, I literally read a thousand and didn't find one single negative one that's so crazy to me because when that piece first came out it was a bit of a lightning rod for bullies ah. and you know trolls online trolls and stuff like that so that's when i was like forget it i'm uh, not looking anymore. they're drowned out you know? they're drowned out completely drowned out by the positivity oh that's that. amazing yeah 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 i'll have to go back there and Take a look. You go the, now the, that, you know, the trolls are going to be on there. All right, yeah, let's yeah. Back on All this. the yeah, trolls who like, listen to this fucking thing are going to go you know, there. We've been ignoring this one for too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, for sure. I, I think it's it's you know, I think ultimately we're all pretty we're all pretty lucky and we do pretty good and people are pretty nice most of the time. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. overwhelmingly positive. The messages yeah. even that I get just from my stupid. Comedy totally. Pranks. Same, same with us. Same with us. Uh, we got a great listener block uh, today. This one's from Brian. Very quick one. We love a, a great, a great quick one. Uh, they Brian says, hey, John, Stefan, Dan and guest. So kind of rude, Chris, that they didn't. Uh, yeah. What's that but, person's name and address? <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> send it over. To uh, I was blocked by some writer named Megan McCracken. She wrote some stupid article about how New Orleans, Louisiana wouldn't survive police reform in Newsweek. And I replied to her tweet. Do you say release the McCracken before you post your articles that would be kind of funny and she blocked me that is funny <laughs> love the show Brian Brian so. that's funny I want you I want you to know that's genuinely funny. but I am sending your address to Chris uh, yeah. right now and, as I'll just, and now because I was so funny I'm just gonna send you a little tincture <laughs> nice. so that that's I, nice I've been making tincture lately oh there you go so Chris will send you a nice little tincture it's a, uh, yeah it's drug based I assume so be yeah. careful uh, about it <laughs> Uh, if you want to send a listener block, you can do so at blocked at blockparty.com or you can fill out the form on our website. You can also donate to the show at patreon.com slash block party, where $5 a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every single month, including a mailbag coming out this week with uh, myself and Stefan. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've also got, I talked about this last week, uh, Stefan and I are starting a 10 month odyssey reviewing the new sex in the city show. Uh, so that's coming up and yeah, we got a lot of great stuff over there so you can check it out. You can also just thinking of dumb shit to do right always just like, oh what kind of dumb shit can we do for that was this? actually maddie kelly's fault she started talking about it on her episode and we were like maybe we should review that and then now we are so yeah dumb she was actually on my podcast maddie kelly you can check it out over on patreon uh, are we doing that now that's usually the, but you can do it because you're the host actually oh, so yeah you can do it in the blocked party plugs i'll be honest with you i'm the host i should have been taking more control earlier on and i do want to make certain well no changes. stefan never takes control so that's the thing you're kind of if you're filling in for stefan like Fair. he doesn't do he doesn't I just do thought while i was the in charge briefly i could make some changes to the podcast Okay, well, are you do, are you doing plugs right now, or are you gonna do? You sh I'll finish my plugs. I wanted to implement a funds alleviation program where some of your funds are alleviated into a different bank account. 
So you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Blocked Party Pod. And also, if you like the show, tell a friend. You can rate and review it on iTunes. That always helps. Chris, do you want to plug your yeah, channel, your show? The way it works is basically it's just a small amount comes out every month and just goes into like a little different account that is used for different kind of things that you don't need to need to know about. Um, but my plug is, am I doing my plug? Yeah, do your plug. I have a channel. It's called Not Even a Show. It's um, I do pranks. I trick people into coming on to my fake show, and I prank people like Rudy Giuliani and Sebastian Gorka and stuff like that. And I'm and I'm on a break right now, but I'm coming back. And you know what? I'll, I'm going to announce it here first. Oh, this is my this is a first. Ooh. This is huge Let's news. Hear it. This is Breaking huge news. news. Ooh. big news. I'm returning after a, I just had the finale of my season, and I'm returning and. Not even a show will be returning at the end of the month as da, 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 a YouTube channel. So we're going to officially be a YouTube channel. We're not going to be releasing episodes anymore. We're going to be releasing videos just like they do on a YouTube channel. We got our official YouTube channel status. Yo. And so this is huge for us. We've been working on it for years trying to get it. And so we will be officially a YouTube <coughs> channel. We'll have a wrap up show every week. Um, but yeah, it'll be individual videos now. Oh, nice. So, yeah. so the idea is you'll, so at the end of the week, you'll compile the videos that you put out during we, the week kind and, of thing. And we'll have guests on and we'll take phone callers oh, and we'll do like a wrap up show beautiful. style uh, for, the, for the videos. Yeah. That and is big news. Huge news. You must so be happy about that. Cause I know you were a very, um, you know, the deadline was tough. So this kind of makes it easier. Now you can kind of do the, and I almost quit doing it, the channel, because I was really getting stressed out dealing with all the negative people. But then I had an epiphany when I remembered that I used to take a bus for one hour and 30 minutes to go to work at a warehouse. And then I would unload 50 pound boxes for 10 hours in a really hot shipping container. And then I would take an hour and a half bus home. And then I thought, you know, I really got to stop complaining. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> about my job that I have now, which is all I ever wanted for my life. So yeah, I'm excited, rejuvenated, ready to hit them again. Wonderful. So that's youtube.com slash not even a show. You got it. Beautiful. And you, and you're also, you've been t- uh, streaming a lot more recently, twitch.tv slash no prank radio. No, it's, it's, oh, you changed it? It's twitch.tv slash not even a okay, show. Perfect. So it's all not even a show, but yeah, I do my GeoGuessr streams. Yes. Uh, where I go on GeoGuessr and um, it's, I have so much fun. We just go and try to figure out yeah, where we are. I love GeoGuessr. And yeah. I saw you had a, your first flawless. I had a day. flawless, perfect game where I got a bullseye on every single one, nailed it in about 15 minutes. It was really, really impressive. So yeah, come hang out with that twitch.tv slash not even show. That's the actual place where I hang out. Beautiful. There you go. Okay. And you can follow Chris on Twitter at the CJS. Now, Shane, we are at the end of the show. We always like to finish the show with a top three. Three, two, one. Trois, deux, un. Uno, 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 uno. Mustard. Three. Sauce. Girlfriends. Uno, 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 uno. What do you have for us, please? Um. Okay. I, I was driving around with a friend of mine. We were listening to the podcast, actually, and I had to think of the top three. So what I came up. Oh, actually, do you mind? I have a question about the theme no, song. I, I do not mind at all. Okay, well, we were listening to the podcast that came on and the theme song started to play. And my friend asked me, pointed out something in the lyric. We couldn't figure it sure. out. Sure. Uh, they said it sounded like you were saying um, uh, your mensch is a book. Yeah. Okay. So here, I, I so think it's something about mentions. We have never, uh, we have never, uh, 
fully explain the lyrics on the show. So this will also right. be a, fu- a first exclusive because people do tweet at us that they don't know the lyrics. Okay. Right. So okay. it is, uh, it is, so it's like, Oh no, you got upset online. Looks like you're having a real bad time. Should have just ignored what I said, but I, now I've got proof that you read it. Cause for me, that's all I need. It's all I live for. It's the air that I breathe. Cause I'm rude. I'm crude. And I'm not sorry. Welcome everybody to the block party. Oh, your menchies are fucked. Your menchies are fucked. All right. Your yeah. menchies are fucked. The Block reason party. why you didn't recognize it was because you don't talk that fucking <laughs> way, that shitty way. Like, my menchies. You know? So you're like, what does that mean? I don't, I talk like a normal person. Yeah, exactly. No, so I just, I really so, appreciate the clarification. Hey, it's, yeah, it's, now, your, it's your menchies are fucked. Yeah. And then it's, uh, quote, tweeted a dunk. Now it's got you so bummed. Now here's John and Stefan. So people are all, yeah. So, cause some, some people are like, is it quote tweeted a duck? Is it what I like? Right. They try and figure it out. So yeah, that's, do you, do you like that? There's something shout weird. out to a uh, Howell Dottie, by the way, for the, for the theme, very, uh, big Howl. has a great podcast, uh, fast track as well as uh, big Howl and possum on Twitch. And well, that's uh, perfect. Cause now I can hit it on karaoke. Yes, ex- there, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yes. Answered your question. Now your top three, please. All right. So top three, the one that I came up with was, uh, just because I was I was feeling I guess I don't know a bit angry or whatever it was yeah. uh, top three battle cries. Oh, ooh! You know, when you're, when you're yeah. going and when you're heading into yeah. battle, Love what's that. the thing you shout to sort of like okay. prepare yourself for that for that Love moment? That. Okay, uh, Shane, what's your number three? Uh, my number three. It probably doesn't sound like much <sighs> of a battle cry, but you know, when when you hear it, you know shit's about to go down, and it's uh, Optimus Prime. Um, when he says Autobots transform and roll out, you knew shit was going to happen yeah. to the Decepticons. Yeah. When you heard that, so uh, that would be my number three. Love that. Okay, Chris, your number three. I have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, there's only one that I'm thinking of. It's from it's from disgraced film actor Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, you know what I, you know what I mean. When he's yeah. like freedom, he yeah. yells out freedom. Freedom. Because I remember, I remember loving that movie so much as a kid. Oh, and great that, movie! Yeah. Is it is it good? Because I never, Heart, I, I watched never, it again probably like ten years ago, but it was good. Yeah, yeah. I liked it because I do remember that. But then, yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't really. Cause but it, is that a battle cry? Because he's being killed in that moment. <laughs> he's being tortured to death, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Is not. <laughs> That's true. It's not even his battle cry. Yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert, everyone. Uh, yeah. What does he yell? Does he yell something to get to get them to go? I mean, <laughs> like I feel, yeah, yeah. He just he just makes a big yeah. Okay, so it's not that one then. Um, I mean, about, to me though, I think it. I mean, I understand it what is Shane a battle is cry. saying. No, it is a battle cry. It's a battle cry for all of the people who are surviving. Yeah, it's a people that like, okay. you carry on right. my legacy yeah. and like you can't stop. You can kill yeah. me. Right. You no. Know? Wait. Wait. Bring in the trucker convoy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's good. So Mel Gibson yelling freedom, but he's doing it as part of the trucker convoy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, deal. That's my number three. (laughs) Okay, my number three is, I don't, again, this is maybe not related to battle, but just doing screams always makes me think of Animal from the Muppets uh, when he's just getting stoked to play the drums. Like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a fun like, I feel like if I was going into battle, that would, I'd just be like, Rah! and then just, you know, so that's my, that's my number three animal. I, I think that one's totally okay. right on. And it's, Thank it's you. up there with Chewbacca as well. Yes, they kind true. Of sound yeah. Oh, perfect. Thank yeah. you. I've never seen Star Wars. <laughs> 
Um, so is it Shane's number Shane's, two? Shane's number two, yeah. Uh, my number two would be uh, Wesley from uh, Princess Bride oh. when he's tumbling down the mountain. Yes. As you wish. I've never uh, seen that movie you. before. I've been saving it for like a day when I need a really uplifting film. I save Ooh, movies. I watch yeah. a movie almost every day, but I save some for uplifting. I mean, you're going to love Princess Bride. Yeah, I, I know it, I am. It's brilliant. And I love that line. And, it's you know, so it's, good, yes, when he does it with the tumbling down the hill. So totally. good. So good. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, love is a battlefield. So it love makes Love is a battlefield. Mm hmm. Um, okay. So mine is, my next one is kind of a thinker. Okay. So this is going to be pretty impressive. I think to some people, (laughs) um, so mine is my number two battle cry Mm -hmm. is whoever's up against B rabbit. Oh, (laughs) in eight mile. (laughs) Okay. I mean, there's no way they're going to win that. (laughs) I like that. Does B Rabbit like, have I like a, how you brought it back to the eight mile? Yeah, yeah, that was really. Did you guys see that viral clip this week of the guy on the weakest link? No. Oh, no. it was really good because they, they're they've rebooted the weakest link with Jane Lynch as the host, and so it was. So the question was. Uh, was like even though Martin Scorsese has been nominated like X number of times, he's only won one Best Director Oscar for directing what film? And the guy all of a sudden looks like very nervous and sweaty, and he's like, "Oh, he's like this is really tough. I'm not good with movies at all." And he goes, "I'm gonna have to say <laughs> Eight Mile." <laughs> That's, awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's it's like it's like what you would write if you were writing a sketch about people playing the weakest link poorly. That mm-hmm. he thought that Eight Mile was directed by Martin Scorsese. So yeah, pretty good. Um, okay, my number two. This is uh, you can you can choose your fighter. Actually, no, I know who I'm going to say. Russ Howard yelling, "Hurry hard!" Uh, in a curling game, Russ Howard had a very famously like rusty Canadian yeah. curling voice and his yell. He would whenever there was like he was in the briar, which was like a week long tournament by Wednesday, his voice would already be gone. And so he just like his voice would be cracking and it was just incredible. He's a legend. He's a legend. He's a legendary yeah. curler. Big legend. So, yeah, Russ even, Howard even yelling very hard. Is Glenn. Glenn is arguably a bigger legend yeah. in the game now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shane, you're number one. Uh, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta go to, uh, grab your balls. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I, <laughs> make a fuck show. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think number one of all time across the board, maybe for everyone has to be Leroy Jenkins. Oh, oh yeah. Very good. You know, it's like, I mean, for me, when I first saw that video, like, I mean, it gave me so much joy, you know, uh, just rushing into battle in that way. It is a true battle cry. Um, Oh, I have a good one. Do I? Am I next? Yeah, this is your number one. Yeah, I have. Thankfully, I have a good one because, frick, man, I thought I totally, I thought I totally busted my wad on number two. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, this is a real one. This is one serious. I'm going to get serious for a second. The um, the All Blacks. Oh, the, the All Haka. Blacks before, yeah, before their Ooh. rugby matches where they do that, like they all line up and they do that intimidating, yeah, like. But it's a battle cry. The Haka, I mean, yeah. It literally is a yeah, battle cry, literally. right? Yeah, yeah, that's and I think that's like yeah. the coolest one that I know in like yeah. that I saw as a kid. It, I mean, it genuinely w- is intimidating too, which is it, impressive. It is like, I mean, I would hate to be on the receiving end totally, of that. Like, totally, totally, and being like, on the other team and seeing that. But you'd laugh. You'd laugh like 
you'd think like, oh, they're going to do a dance on us. And like, that's not going to be able to intimidate us. You know, we're grown rugby men, you know, yeah. but I don't know. Like, and wait, it's not rugby. Is it Aussie rules? Oh, no, it's rugby. It's rugby. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's my number one. And I think it's probably, yeah, it's, I mean, maybe even the number one, um, maybe num- number one answer as well. Uh, it's a great answer. If you, speaking of wanting to let out your emotions to YouTube videos, if you ever go, go find some like funeral hawkas. Well, I have a good, actually, Shane, if you're looking to watch something on YouTube, I have a good suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what? Send me a link. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I but was waiting for someone to mention YouTube so I could do it. I'm I got so you. glad you did. Hey, I got you. That's, that's my job. You know, I set them up, you knock them down. Uh, the, um, but yeah, there's one in particular where the, a beloved headmaster of a school died and the whole, uh, student body does a haka as his like hearse is coming into the wow. school. He, I believe they were burying. I don't know if they were burying him at the school, but they're having the funeral service there. And so it's like, 500 kids all doing the haka and so they they park the hearse and then they all do the haka and then they like silently all kind of move out of the way and then the hearse just like drives and it's like wow it is insanely moving that if you've never be- seen it it's incredible i do want to watch that. i'll send it to you yeah. um but my number one i mean this is just a classic i don't even think this movie's good i haven't seen it for like 20 years but uh this is sparta you know on oh, in three, oh, yeah. 300 that's the that's the classic. Gerard Butler made a career after that yell, and so. and so did what's his name, the goddamn guy who did the Justice League. Isn't that his first movie? Oh, Snyder. That was Snyder's first movie. Yeah. Three hundred. Oh, that yeah, was like totally. what made his career. Okay. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. But you're so. right. It became like very iconic in the culture, like big it time. It was had probably a the huge... first one to be memefied. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Still, yeah. Very good answer. Probably second best answer of the whole thing, maybe <laughs> after the All Blacks one. The All Blacks. I mean, one. You, you, you could be right. Yeah, I thought Lee. Leroy Jenkins was actually I mean, Leroy Jenkins is actually the yeah. best one for yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Definitely. Leroy Jenkins. Maybe I should have said spoon by the tick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many great, battle so many present. great ones. Yeah. Great top three and yeah. a great guest, Shane, a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I know we've been oh, talking about so it for much. a while and we're thrilled to have you uh, before we go. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, the tour, of course. Like, I mean, um, if you can come out and support, there's a bunch of shows you can go to, um, shanekoizan.com. Uh, if you need to know how to spell my last name, it's K O Y C Z A N done. Um, and you can check out the sort of tour listings after Vancouver, the two Vancouver shows, hopefully three at the, uh, Hollywood theater. I'm going to be heading over to Victoria to play the Royal on June 2nd. Um, so tickets are still available for that. All tickets are online. You can go to my website. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find me, wherever Shane Koizan products are sold. There you go. Um, yeah. I'll be there. Are you in uh, this tour that you're about to do is, is uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we just BC and Alberta to start. Yeah. Just be, I'm just dipping my toe back in yeah. the water. A lot. There's, there was a lot of start stop with all this thing, you know, with yeah. the two years with the lulls and the dips and the things like that. It's like, I think this is the fourth time and we actually got to the point where we announced the tour. Right. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, against all odds that the rug is not pulled out from us once again and yeah. that this actually goes through. So, so there you uh, go. So if you're listening and you're in BC or Alberta, check Shane out live. And if you're not in one of those places, absolutely check out some of Shane's work online. He's got uh, albums, books, follow him. He's absolutely fantastic. A pleasure to have on the show. As we said, Chris, 
Thank you for guest hosting. You uh, you really stepped up in our time of need. We appreciate that as well. Uh, again, if you want to donate to the show, patreon.com slash block party. When do I get on, paid for You it? can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party Do I get pod. the money in cash or do I get it in like... Do I'll, you- I'll e-transfer it. Uh, we pay in Bitcoin. <laughs> no, but seriously. Can, <laughs> some burgers. Can you guys transfer it over like ASAP? Yes, I'll transfer it over right, ASAP. <laughs> Sorry, I should have waited. You can follow end. us on Twitter and Instagram at Block Party Pod, and we'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.